last week we dove into mothers and how their influence in the beginning, like early, like less than two years of life, is all about um, influencing how we can trust, our ability to ask for help, how we attach, things like that. And so today we're going to dive more into how to process all of that and how to be able to identify the truths and the lies and really be able to walk into that freedom and that peace that we are looking for. So let's dive in. Can you imagine a life full of peace instead of anxiety or a life where you can feel freedom and joy instead of fear of always being hurt? A life where you can actually experience healthy relationships instead of always feeling alone. It's time that you do. It's time that you break free from the lies you've always believed and lean into who you were designed to be. It's time that you start truly walking into your healing journey so that you are finally able to experience what it's like to feel peace in your pieces. So when it comes to processing, you're going to be asking a lot of questions um, and I'm gonna revert you back to that season one where we talked about asking all them questions. Well, we're gonna do that now, but we're gonna go into deeper areas from our past. And so you're gonna be asking yourself questions. I'm gonna be asking you questions here in a minute, but I cannot stress enough, if I didn't already in the last episode, I'm gonna do it again briefly. Make sure you have somebody that is unbiased that can help you process deeper. It is impossible for us to process our own selves in a deep way. Maybe you are somebody who can go deep and ask those questions, um, but it is inevitable. There's going to be a wound in your life nine times out of 10, this is true, okay? Um, there's gonna be an area in your life that you're not able to get to. Why? Because of your limbic system. Your limbic system is so good at what it does to try and protect you that there are gonna be areas that it completely blindsides you of. There's gonna be things that you forget about. There's gonna be things that are so subconscious. There's going to be things that make you literally like your body have a reaction and you just completely, some people even black out. Um, some people just get to the point where they're so uncomfortable that they just can't handle it. They get nauseous. I mean, they are going, your limbic system is going to fight tooth and nail to keep you from fully going back to that place that really, really hurt you. And so you may be the best question asker in the world. When it comes to yourself, you need help. Okay. Um, and you need somebody that is going to be unbiased and that can point you to truth. And Maybe you're somebody who's like, uh, I don't know that I have somebody. Uh, there are several, several episodes that I have mentioned, like going out and finding somebody. If you don't currently have somebody, go out and find somebody. However, I have something fun that I'm announcing at the end of this. And if you fall into that category, and even if you don't, this is for everybody, but especially if you fall into that category, you're probably gonna appreciate this announcement. So we're gonna dive into this. I'm gonna start asking you questions. You're gonna need to have a pen and paper. The, journaling right now, you have to. Like, <laughs> I've mentioned before how it's, it would be nice for you to do it. No, like this is criteria. You can try and do this without asking, without writing things down. But I'm telling you, if you want to move forward, the two things that I say is that you make sure that you're not doing this alone and that you have a pen and paper. 
okay so make sure you go get those and if you're listening to this and you're driving and you can't do this I I encourage you to listen think about these things but also go back and write them down okay so save this if you're not in a position to be able to write things down in this moment so let's pray before we go into this um, even if you're not the praying type I still want to pray for you because there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I want to make sure get into you and a lot of things that get out of you and so here we go Jesus I pray right now that you come into this space wherever they are whoever it is that's listening to them you know them you love them you see them you know what they've walked through you know what they're walking through and you know what they will walk through I know that you have made them to be an amazing person at to influence somebody or multiple people's lives I know that you've given them gifts and talents and purpose and I just pray right now that they are able to tap into that I pray that as we move forward not just with this episode but even the future episodes as we go deeper into healing that they feel safe and that they know that the the hurt and the wound that happened when they were a young child or whatever it was that happened I pray right now that they know that they are no longer in that space even though we're going to be tapping into and going back to those areas and and even if they're unaware and and things that are in their subconscious are brought out I pray that they know that they are in a safe space now and that they that is not where they are that's not who they are and that they are loved and it is okay to be able to go back there mentally so that way they can find you so that way they can see that you are there so that way they can see the truth and that these lies that the devil and that this life has projected into them must flee because you said whenever we call on your name that you are there and so I'm praying that you're with them in this moment wherever they are I pray that they are able to allow themselves to open up and if at any point in time they feel like they need to ask for help maybe they feel like they're gonna relapse or spiral or maybe they start thinking really dark thoughts I, I rebuke those thoughts I rebuke those lies in Jesus name and I pray that the only the only one that is able to be there with you in them in this moment is you and I pray that you speak through me I pray that we can do this effectively because doing this virtually is hard and so I just pray that you're with us and that you speak to us and you open our eyes and our ears and that we feel your love in Jesus name amen all right Let's dive into this now. So the first thing that I want you to write down is the earliest memory that you can remember. Think back to your childhood. Think about all of those memories that really stick out to you and really try and focus on ones that are very early, as early as you can. And and if you are blanking, maybe you struggled to remember things from your past, this is a big indication that you dealt with some type of trauma and and I what I want everybody to understand is when we think of trauma we think of abuse right we think of very immoral things but the thing is with trauma trauma means that there was a need that didn't get met trauma means that we had a big impact in our life that really made us fearful that really um, altered our beliefs about ourselves or the world and so trauma doesn't always look the same okay and so you may think that you didn't deal with trauma because you didn't deal with abuse of some kind but 
if you are somebody who is struggling to remember certain things from your past, um, or like have very few memories of your past, there's a very good chance that there is a blockage there that which indicates there is some sort of trauma. If you're somebody who is struggling to remember whether you can remember lots of things or not, but you're really struggling to go back, what I want you to do is think about what you enjoyed as a kid. Maybe you remember what you, and closing your eyes might help with this, okay? But maybe you can think about what it was that you wanted to be when you grew up as a child, right? Um, maybe it was, what was your favorite food or your favorite sport or, um, you know, your favorite animal? Do you remember who your teachers were in school? Um, do you remember your house that you lived in? Did you have any pets? Just think of really basic things and then start building memories from there. So, you know, did you have pets? Do you remember how old you were when you had these pets? Do you remember their names? Did you take them for walks? You know, like really let yourself go back to this place where you can remember things growing up. You know, um, who do you remember being a big influence in your life? Who do you remember wanting attention from? Or who do you remember um, was your best friend? Or, you know, just let yourself go back and just write down your earliest memory or just your biggest memory, you know, um, good, bad, it doesn't matter. Just, we really just want to allow ourselves to go back to this place of when we were a child. And I'm telling you, closing your eyes is really beneficial for this exercise. If you find yourself saying, I don't know, Maybe you find yourself like backtracking and being like, I, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. This is all a limbic response. And as I've been stating, to move forward in this, you have to have watched the previous episodes. So that way you have that awareness needed to be able to say, this is my limbic system. This is a red flag in my feelings. This is an indication that I need to move forward. And maybe you're trying to do this by yourself and maybe you need to do this with somebody else, which again, stay tuned for the end of this video for my announcement. But my point is you have to keep pushing forward. You cannot let your limbic system tap you out of this conversation. Get your pen and paper out and just start writing. Remember, you're safe, you're loved, you're seen, it's okay. Now I want to talk about memories that maybe you had with your mom. So, you know, you were thinking about your childhood, you're back in that space, you're remembering these things, and now I want you to really find a memory with your mom. You know, what jumps out to you? And honestly, it is, we're going to get to a point where we can talk about good memories because you're going to probably, you're going to typically find two people. There's a third person, but that person is typically on the healthier side that has dealt with you know, healing and stuff. And so I don't really feel like I should include them in this category, but typically what you're going to find is two people. One, the person who's going to say, I didn't have a good relationship with my mom. And then, or two, you're going to find the person that's like, Oh, my mom is amazing. She walked on water and I just love her so much. Okay. Both moms, both moms were not perfect. Both moms 
had things that affected you. Why? Because nobody is perfect. And everybody has a bad day. Everybody makes mistakes. Which means no child gets out of childhood without a wound from both of their parents. Okay? So, nobody's saying anything bad about your mom. Even if you can't stand your mom and you're on that other spectrum, we're not talking bad about our mom. So, if you're on the spectrum where you love your mom and she walks on water, listen, nobody is, nobody is putting her down here. Okay? So, let's get on the same playing field. And let's all just be at a place to where we are working on ourselves. We don't have to defend anybody else. We don't have to put anybody down. Okay? This is just about healing ourselves. Now I want you to think about, like I said, think about that memory with her. Think about what stands out. Um, this is going to work best if it's a, a memory that doesn't feel good. Okay, and so maybe this is something that isn't just one specific memory. Maybe it's just a common thing that would happen a lot. Um, you know, maybe it's something that made you feel less important. Maybe it's something that made you feel like she wasn't seeing you or hearing you. You know, really just try and think back. Like, was there a time where I wish that she would have been there? Is there a time that I feel like she could have been there more? Um, is there a memory where you wish that there would have been a different outcome? Or maybe that it would have played out slightly different? You know, um, just go back and find that memory. And now, once you have sat with that memory, I want you to think about how you felt in that moment about yourself. You know, what did those actions make you feel or think about yourself? And how did your body respond? Can you remember, like, was your stomach hurting? Were you crying? Did you feel yourself feeling a fluttering in your heart, maybe you were feeling anxious, um, you know, what, what are those feelings that you're feeling in your body? Maybe this wound is deep and maybe you're feeling those feelings now, just thinking about that memory again, remember that you're, you're not there, you're not there. It is okay. You, you don't have to feel that same way now. I know that 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 memory affected you and that you dealt with that and you felt that then maybe you need to open your eyes if your eyes are closed and you're experiencing this let yourself remember right now that you are safe even if you're picturing this in your mind and you're seeing yourself in that room and you're seeing that face okay you're feeling the feelings, that's fine, but just open your eyes back up because you're not there. You are safe. And if you need to, take deep breaths. What do we talk about? You inhale seven seconds, exhale seven seconds. Do that a few times, okay? Just get yourself back to a place to where you can see what's happening. You can remember the memory, 
but don't let your limbic system take control. So going back to this memory, you know, what beliefs did you have? Maybe not even just about yourself in general this time. Like what, what beliefs did you have? What did that situation make you think about others? You know, do you, did, did you feel like, wow, like if she can do that, then how do I trust anybody? You know, um, what did, what did you feel? Did you feel angry? What fears did you feel? You know, really, really think these things out and write them down. Pause this if you have to, okay? But like really sit in this and think about this before you move on to this next one. And now what I want you to do is I want you to think about the most recent time that you found yourself angry or wanting to isolate. Uh, maybe you found yourself really insecure or just basically the last time you felt yourself having a limbic reaction. Did you have a need that wasn't met? You know, what was it that caused, what was the situation that caused you to respond this way? And then after you write out, you know, the situation that happened, I want you to write out what was the fear? And I know some of you may be like, fear, I didn't feel fear in that moment. If you felt anger, if you felt isolation, if you had a limbic response, there was fear. So let's find it. So, you know, maybe build yourself to that question and say, okay, what was it? How did I, how did this make me feel about yourself? You have to keep these statements centered around you. This cannot be everything the other person did. You have to sit back and think, how did this make me feel about myself? What was that fear? Okay. Maybe you need to go a little bit deeper. Maybe you still haven't reached the fear. So maybe you ask yourself, okay, what did this make me think about myself and what would, what was it that I wasn't going to get, you know, or maybe it was that somebody was going to think something, right? So maybe you felt judged. Well, if you felt judged, then that means that somebody was going to think something about you in a way you didn't want them to. So what's wrong with that? Why does that make you angry? Is it that somebody was going to see a side of you and, and maybe decide that they didn't want to be friends with you? Did that make you feel like maybe they would go and tell other people and maybe those people wouldn't want to be friends with you? Did you basically what we're getting down to is did it make you feel like you were going to be alone? Did it make you feel like you were going to be rejected? Did you feel that way growing up? What is the fear? Let yourself get there. And I want you to really think about the first question and those beliefs that you felt and those memories. And then, you know, this situation, do you have situations or was that situation something that made you feel the way you did in the past in those relationships? And the thing is, is that there's, 
there's a chance that some people are going to have more of their wounds from their dad than from their mom and more from their mom than their dad and some more from their friends than even their parents. I mean, you're going to get wounds everywhere you go, but what we want to do here is connect the dots. Do we see how there could be a relation between how we respond now versus then and maybe the situation that happened recently maybe that fear doesn't connect with those fears and those beliefs from that childhood memory with your mom so what I want you to do is just think like okay I've named the fear I see when did I feel that way as a child And so we're gonna stay focused on this mom thing. But what I want you to do is, is follow through with the exercise. So maybe those, maybe it didn't connect with your mom. Maybe it did connect with your mom. If it didn't connect with your mom, that's okay. We're gonna find those connections and we're gonna heal that version of you. But what you're doing regardless is seeing like, oh, okay, this made me feel this way because of this situation as a child. But redirecting you back to your mom, I want you to think about, go back to that first question and think about, okay, how did I, what was I afraid of? You know, how did it make my body respond? And what beliefs did it instill in me? Do I have any moments now where I think those things? And you might have to build yourself back to that idea of fear because what happens is we completely bypass fear with anger right? Anger, isolation, limbic reactions, those are based off of fear. So all of them, there is not a single one that's not. So what you have to do is be able to go back and say, okay, let me think of a more recent time that maybe that example with your mom, um, let me think here, I'll share one of my examples. And just so you know, my mom does listen to my podcast. Hi, mom. Um, and we've worked through all of this. And so this is stuff that I have healed from and she's very aware about. And I am one of those people that I loved my mom. But it is very known between us both that there were things that happened. And, you know, that doesn't make her a bad mom. It was just she did what she did with what she had and what she knew to do and all of that. And so again, this isn't about bashing a mom, right? So for my example, um, one of the things that would happen growing up was that we would make plans to do things and then maybe she got nervous. There was something else going on in her mind, whatever it was, but it got her to a place to where she just didn't feel good. And now as an adult, I can look back. Well, let me, I'll wait, I'll get to this in a second. And so what would happen was we wouldn't go. So I would get excited. I would think, yeah, this is gonna happen. And then it wouldn't happen. And it caused, the first few times that it happened, it wasn't some big traumatic thing. But over time, I adapted this idea of, okay, I can't get excited for things like, and, and any t it felt like, as I grew up, not even with her, but in just general, whenever I would get excited about something, it seemed like it just never happened or something would happen. And what I looked back 
through healing and what I found, the truth that I found was that my mom was dealing with things. My mom was trying to do the same thing we're trying to do now as adults and figure out how to manage and deal with the stuff that she had to deal with as a child. And so there was a lot of growing up happening and there was a lot of stuff going on. And so her intention was never to build me up and tear me down. And I think in those moments that if she had known that I was going to grow up and, and have that experience, I definitely think that things would have probably looked different. So this, again, it's not about her being a bad mom. This is just, that's what happened because of what she went through in her life and how her body responded to things and how she had her own limbic reactions to things. And so I grew up and then I went through healing and I realized I'm using all-inclusive statements here. I'm saying always, I'm saying never. And that's an indication that that's not true. And the fact of the matter is, is that I quit letting myself get excited. But there were things that happened that I enjoyed that I could get excited for. I wasn't just always being stripped of joy. <laughs> I wasn't always being excited, but I was had this fear that I was going to jinx myself and that something was going to happen. And I realized that a lot of the times me doing whatever I could do to avoid being hurt or feeling like let down that I was the reason I was causing myself to be let down. I was causing a lot of those things when things didn't happen. I was causing that. And so it's crazy when you can go and you can walk through healing and you can go back and you can see that and you can learn that. And so what we're doing here is, you know, using my example I, before I walked through healing, if I was walking through, through this exercise, then what I would do is I would recognize like, okay, the first question that was asked was, think of a memory with your mom that made you not feel so great afterwards. That was my memory, okay? And then now think about times where you felt the same way. Well, how did I feel then? I felt let down. I felt like I couldn't get excited about things, right? And so how did that affect me now? Like, you know, and obviously I don't, have well actually I it still tries to happen right the devil the enemy still tries to come in and so recently um one of the things that happened was I have an event coming up for my boutique and the last time I had an event for my boutique the sickness ran rapid throughout my house and I still had the event I went with pneumonia and I made it happen and I was like I'm going no matter what because it felt like a spiritual attack and I caught myself in that moment feeling like oh my gosh like why can't I just enjoy this right well I actually just thought of another one too one of the ones um, is I have this event coming up and my son just developed a cough and my husband developed a cough and I was like no <laughs> absolutely not but I caught myself with that thought of here we go like this is here it is again right but what's happened over time is that I have I've recognized the truth and the lie so much that now it's like even though that thought was there it left just as fast as it came right um, another scenario is that um, my wedding when I got married 10 years ago um, and I hope these examples are helping you the we got married and we were young and there were so many things that moments that we look forward to as a new husband and wife that we just didn't get. 
And so I told him for our 10 year anniversary, I wanted to renew our vows. And so here we are and we're going to do that. And then we find out that my mom has cancer. And so, you know, I had several people ask me like, is this making you think those thoughts? Like have those limbic reactions? And honestly, it really wasn't. It really wasn't. But I'm noticing that there are other areas where I'm finding myself fearful. Like I want to be able to enjoy this trip. She's going to be there, right? Um, but she's going to be going through chemo and I don't know what that looks like. And you know, she's going to be going through chemo and we're going to be on a beach. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just, there's so many things now that it just seems like I'm going to have to focus on. And you know, I had to, I had to process that, but it didn't take me very long, but that's what I'm saying is these moments are still going to pop up and these fears are still going to try and play and be a voice in your ear. But when you can recognize truth, those wounds no longer have power over you. So what we're doing right now in this exercise is we're going back and we're recognizing, okay, like, you know, like I said, with the, with the expectation thing. Okay. The most recent thing that happened to me was I had this event. We all got sick and I had this thought of, you know, this happening and I had this response, right? I've gone through healing. So things look different for me, but before it would have just felt like the same thing. I would have felt nauseous. I would have been frustrated and I would have just been like, here we go again. And I would have gotten this headspace of just all negative thinking. And that is what I'm asking you to recognize. I'm asking you to recognize that memory from the past and your current situations where you feel that way now. And again, before I ask this next question, make sure you pause this if you're writing things down until you feel ready. Now I want you to write down, do you feel like it's easier for you to give or receive affection? And then I want you to write down why you think that. Why do you think it's easier to do one of those things? And also, why do you think it's harder to do the other one. Or maybe it's hard for you to do both. Maybe it's easier for, for you to do both. But regardless, write down why you think that is. And then I want you to compare and contrast that to your mom's ability to give and receive affection. And what happened when you asked for affection? Do you have memories of you asking for affection or attention? Um, wanting hugs, wanting snuggles, or just in general like um, just plain asking for love or attention. What is the belief that came with that, right? And this is, could be good or bad. Maybe you have good memories with, with this, but, um, you know, what was the belief that came with the response that you got when you wanted those things? And if you're somebody who never remembers affection ever, As you can imagine, then that means that there's a limbic reaction there because when we are born, we are born seeking attention and affection. So at some point, we didn't receive that. Maybe it happened and in the first 18 months of life and we're gonna struggle to remember that, right? But if you never asked for affection as a child, it's because at some point you gave up. So there's an exercise that we will do 
and it's going to kind of tie into my announcement at the end. Um, but for those moments where we just really don't remember things, um, there's an exercise that can help us and we'll tap into that. Um, but that's typically something that needs to be done together. So I don't know if that gives you any type of hint about the announcement, but, and if you have an okay enough relationship with your parents, go and ask them like, you know, did I ever ask for affection? Like, I don't remember us ever being affectionate towards each other. Um, you know, but I know that that's not, I know that I didn't just grow up not wanting it. So I'm just curious, you know, did, did I ever ask for affection? Like, do you ever have any memories of me, you know, wanting to play and, you know, maybe you were too busy or, um, maybe I wanted a hug and maybe I, I had to wait for it, you know, I'm, these are the types of things I'm talking about, like little subtle things, you know, um, your love language, you know, if you can think back to when you were a child, like what that looked like and what happened when you voiced that you wanted those things. You know, my son, when I'll ask him, how do mommies and daddies show their children that they love them? And he'll say by giving them hugs. And that tells me that one of his love languages is physical touch. You know, he wants to be hugged. He wants to be snuggled. He wants to sit on my lap. You know, did you ever want those things? Did you ever want a certain type of attention? You know, another love language is being played with is quality time. You know, did you want quality time with your parents? Did you not get that? You know, those that's the same thing as asking for attention or affection. Pause here if you're still writing. I want to know what areas do you find yourself struggling to ask for help in the most? And think back, have you always struggled asking for help in these areas? Do you remember if this was something that came later in life? Um, can you vividly remember, you know, what caused you to feel like you had to stop asking for help? Um, what happened when you did ask for help? And now thinking about as a child, like if you asked for help, you know, what did you hear? Then I want you to really think about like as a child, you know, what, what was, what can you remember thinking or feeling? What was your belief about asking for help? Did your parents ask for help? You know, what role models did you have in that department of asking for help? Um, and just really try and connect those dots as to why this started or it, like if you can't remember a memory or maybe you do know what happened. Maybe you can remember a memory and just really try and connect those dots so that way you have that awareness of like, oh, like this is the belief that I have. This is the fear that I have when it comes to asking for help. Pause if you're still writing. Now, what I want you to do is write down who you believe you are. I want you to write down what do you think that your purpose is, um, your calling in life, like what are your characteristic traits? Like who do you think that you are? Who do you think your true self is? This can be challenging. It can. Um, 
for a lot of personality types. Uh, but this is probably one of the most important questions. So make sure that you write this part down. Is this response that you're feeling about yourself? Maybe you initially thought something negative or um, maybe you were excited to write it down, right? Maybe you were excited because even though you struggle to receive that from others, you do know and feel it's who you are. Or maybe you struggled because you're so used to just believing that everybody is against you that you have really grown to believe that there's nothing good about you. And regardless of if what you, you know, put down is, is good or regardless of what you thought, if it's good or not, I want to know why you think that that's who you are. And, you know, if you did write down anything negative, um, you know, I want to, why do you, who, who said that to you? Who specifically said those things? So if you thought that you're a nobody, who said you were a nobody? Who said those words to you? Not who displayed actions that made you feel that way. I'm saying who specifically said you're nobody. Who specifically said you're not lovable? Who specifically said you'll never find anybody? Who specifically said that you don't matter? Who specifically said those things to you? And are these feelings you've always felt? Do you remember ever feeling differently about yourself? Is this who you've always believed that you are? Um, and is there somebody else in your life that you feel is the same way? Is there somebody else in your life that you feel like you could say like, yeah, I definitely think that I picked up on those traits because that's what I was around all of the time, right? Or um, what we're wanting to do here is really be able to see like, okay, this did happen to me. This was said to me or this was projected into me. And we're gonna go into projected lies and all of that another another episode, but what we're doing here in this whole exercise is we're writing down our beliefs, we're writing down our thoughts, our fears, we're writing down our memories, everything that we can to really tap into that limbic system. Okay, and then what we're doing is we're going to now walk into recognizing truth. So pause if you're still writing. So you've written down all these things about your past, right? Now I wanna hear your mom's story, okay? And you can tell it to me from your perspective, from what you know to be true, right? Um, but I wanna know your mom's story. I wanna know what did it look like for her growing up and what did she carry over into her adulthood? Do you know what her relationship looked like with her mom or, you know, just that family tree? Like what, what has been the consistent pattern? Did your mom ever lash out in anger? Did she ever isolate? You know, what red flags can you find now knowing, because I know you watched that first episode. So what red flags can you find in 
your mom in your childhood? You know, what are things that you now recognize as a fear, right? You now can recognize as her coping with maybe something that she went through. Do you know what she went through? You know, do you, did she ever express anything she went through? Or can you maybe piece together an idea of what she went through based off of her relationship with her mom? And how did she treat others in relationships? You know, like how did she talk and, and how did it compare to how she talked to you? And, you know, basically how did she trust? How did she communicate? How did she just in general act? Maybe do you, can you recognize what her beliefs may have been about herself? right? Or maybe just everything you have learned through these episodes. Can you recognize any of those things in her that are fear driven that maybe you didn't recognize that way before? How often was she around? Did she work a lot? How did she handle her emotions? You know, what did she do when she got mad? What did she do when she got sad? Do you feel like any of those reactions or responses she had, do you, do you feel like any of that was projected into you? Or do you feel like any of that was your responsibility? Did you take ownership for any of that? You know, how did you handle how she handled things? Now that you've been through these episodes and you've started walking into healing, can you recognize how that was not your responsibility? Can you recognize why she acted the way that she did? We're not excusing anything, right? So if you dealt with something that was very traumatic, we're not asking you to be like, okay, I'm not being a part of this conversation right now because I'm not going to sit here and act like what she did was okay just because she dealt with this does not make what she did to me right. And you're absolutely right. It didn't. It doesn't. Your feelings are valid. Okay? So, that's not what we're doing here. What we're doing here, and the reason why you're here, is because you have been stuck in a vicious cycle of unhealthy beliefs and thoughts and reactions, responses, whatever you want to call them, and you don't want to be there anymore. And so we talked about grace last week, and that's what's happening here. This isn't about your mom. This is about you. We're talking about your mom right now because what I want for you is for you to see the truth, which is for you to stop wearing what she carried over and got put on to you. Maybe she put it on you or maybe you accepted it as your own. Regardless, it's not yours to carry. So what you need to be able to do is recognize the truth so you can tell that lie to kick rocks whenever it tries to pop up in your head because that is what has kept you stuck this whole time. That is what has kept you stuck in this revolving door of just unhealthy reactions, responses, and just just being stuck in anxiety, depression, isolation, all of these things. It's time for you to not stay there anymore. And the only way you're going to do that is by being able to see, okay, she shouldn't have done that. That was bad. But I recognize she didn't do that because I'm bad. And I recognize she didn't do that because she's bad. I recognize that she did that because 
that's all she knew to do in that moment. That was her limbic reaction. That was her coping mechanism. And so I'm no longer going to wear it and carry it and continue it over into my life. This isn't going to take the pain away necessarily. There is something that you should have got as a child that you're never going to be able to get back again. Okay. And that is hard. That is extremely hard. But it doesn't have to have control over you anymore. And you can, in some situations, mend those relationships and get certain aspects back. But that's going to come once you get past the pain. See, here's what happens is that people think that in order for them to heal from something, they shouldn't feel anger. They shouldn't express feelings or emotions anymore. And that is when they know that they have healed. No, no. What, what happens is you heal because you no longer are controlled by that situation. The pain no longer dictates how you think, feel, believe, act, any of those things. Okay. That pain that you still feel, that frustration that, that you're not going to get that back or that something got taken from you, that doesn't go away just because you're no longer in control or being controlled by the pain. Grieving that pain typically doesn't happen because we're stuck in limbic reactions, aka anger, and that is what makes it hard for us to heal. But healing and grieving are not, they, they're good when they go together, right? It's good to go together. It's good to grieve while you're in healing because you have the tools to help you grieve properly, but they are two different things. So we can't confuse them for the same thing. What we're doing here is what I have said time and time again in these episodes is we are bringing awareness to the forefront of our mind because awareness gives us the power back. Awareness gives us the ability to heal. And so that is what this has been about. This has just been simply about you being able to go back and recognize why you think, feel, act the way that you do and seeing like, okay, that is a lie. I don't need to think that way. It feels heavy. It feels true. And as you heal that grief and your grief, that's going to change, right? But you don't need to be all the way done to fix what needs to be fixed now, which is how you think and taking back that control. So whether you believe it or not, you can still think truth. You can still think what God says. You can still think what actually was the case, what actually happened or what actually didn't happen. So I'm going to end this one here. We're going to go into fathers next. We'll do the same thing. We'll do fathers. We'll process. And then we're going to kind of go into a little bit deeper healing with both. So for now, I'm going to stop here, but here's my announcement. I'm going to start doing Monday night Zooms. And the point of these Zooms is to create a safe space because that's something I talk about all the time is finding a safe space. This is going to be your safe space to be able to come. I recommend if you don't want anybody to know that it's you creating an anonymous account, right? You don't have to use your name. I think even if you have an account, you can go in and change your name. Um, even if you ch want to change it back after this or whatever you want to do, but it, you know, you don't have to show your face. 
Um, you don't even have to talk. There's a chat option. You can type questions in or whatever you need to do. But what I want to do is offer myself to you in case you need somebody to talk to or you need advice or you need to process something, right? And and so there may or may not be other people. I don't know. Some days there might be a lot. Some days it might just be us. But the point is you can get on and know, one, you're not alone, regardless if it's just me or regardless if it's a room full of people that are needing help, right? We can all be there for each other. And so I have the Release and Receive Facebook group that you can be a part of, but this is made to just give yourself, to give you the opportunity to have somewhere to go, to have people or somebody to ask questions to and to talk about whatever it is that you're trying to, you know, work through. And so those will be Monday night Zooms. I am going to start those in two weeks. So as of August 21st, 2023, we'll just throw that out there <laughs> by for whoever is listening to this later. But um, from that point moving forward, on Monday nights at 8, let's say 8.30. I was going to say 8, but sometimes bedtime is weird. Starting at 8.30, we'll have um, 30 to 40 minutes where you can just jump on and hang out, ask questions, just have somebody to be with, whatever you want to do, give yourself something to look forward to. But we're going to call them the reflections or the finding peace in your pieces, right? It's the safe space. This is our space, safe space of Zoom. And um, yeah, and so use that however you'd like. And if nobody shows up, that's fine too. But I'm going to make myself, myself available um, starting August 21st, every Monday, 830 um, if you, there could be some occasional times, right? Vacations, sick kids, whatever it may be, where I am not able to do one that day. So, um, you really need to be following my social media to be able to get those notifications, to get all of the things. And so, um, my Instagram handle is the period reflections period collection. Okay. Um, you can find me on Facebook as Jerica Snyder, but honestly, I would recommend just following my Instagram. You can also email me if you don't have either one of those reflectionscollection.com, no, at yahoo.com. And you can let me know there if you are interested in, um, being a part of that. But the ultimate way to get these zoom links is I will send out the zoom link via email from my website. So if you go to the reflectionscollection.com and sign up, right, um, enroll to be whatever, a part of the email list. Um, that is how I'm going to be sending these Zoom links out. So you have to be a part of that. There's no way, other way for me to figure out how to do this. And then I'll probably put them in my stories on social media as well. So make sure you either follow me on Instagram or on that email list. And I will get those Zoom links sent out. And um, it's going to be a great time. So... Hopefully this was helpful for you. As always, reach out if you have questions. You're not alone and you don't have to wait for the 21st. You can reach out to me now. And so anyways, I hope you have the best week ever. I hope you know how loved you are and I'll see you next week.